If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the Horror Hangout Podcast, where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor, with a K, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr... It's Mr. Ben Arrington. That sounds beautiful. Absolutely lovely. Oh, thank you. I've been practicing that. Good. How are you? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Mm. No, I'm mm. good. I'm good. Ponderous. You're not sure? You don't sound sure. Are you Are you chilly? Mm. No, I'm good. <laughs> No, I'm fine. Okay. I, uh, a little bit, but I'm sure talking about horror movies will warm me up. It'll warm the cockles. Yeah, yeah. It'll warm your testes. I've got some news. Oh, yeah. all right, okay. You got any news? Straight in there. Yeah, that's how I play with everything. Some horror news. I'll let you go first, mate, because I've got I haven't got any really really big chunks of juicy horror news. So maybe you've got some something more delectable I've, than me. I've got a little horror news nugget here for you. Horror news. Lovely. Chicken nugget. It's um, have you ever seen that film Pandora? It's a ten-year anniversary of Pandora. Yes, yes, this indeed. Pan- so Wait, Pan- Pandora. Pandora. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, Pandora. That's what I meant to say, but it came out as Pandora. Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> There's me going. Have I got it wrong? Has he got it wrong? Has someone got it wrong? Is Pandorum. this with um, Ben Foster? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Like no one, no one talks about this film at all, and I think it's it's pretty like solid. It's not perfect, but it's uh, Ben Foster, it's Douglas Quaid, it's got Norman Reedus in it, and some other folks. Yep. it's got like a Descent thing going on, Ghost of Mars thing mm-hmm. going on, and it's got a really killer sci-fi twist at the end that I think um, is going to surprise a lot of people. It's dark. It's got cannibalism and stuff, and crazy creatures, and people are losing their minds and sort of Lovecraftian way. It's it's um. It's cool. It's uh, <clears throat> definitely worth a um, if you've not. If you've not. When's the last it? time you saw this film, Luke? Because I've never seen it. I thought you had seen it. Oh, is no. that Pandora? Seen it? Talking about? I thought you seen it. I'm talking about Pandora. Yeah, Pandora's box. Uh, uh, no, I've never seen it. For me and Katie said it on DVD from CEX back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, why don't we do? Why don't we do an episode on it? What do you reckon? I'm up for it. And we could do an episode on the podcast as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a ten. So ten year anniversary. Why not? Let's do it next week. Oh, are we? Are we not? Uh, are we doing Invasion of the Body Snitchers? Invasion of the Body Snatchers, then Pandora. There we go. We're okay. planning ahead. Deal. Uh, what other news have we got? Uh, I've got news really other than that. But David Nesbitt in the Facebook group recommends Haunt. So Anna hadn't even heard about the film before. It's kind of like news. So, okay, new, old, new. yeah, twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. You said it's worth a go. Uh, so I just wanted to give it a quick shout out. So yeah, I'll, I'll watch that if I can find it somewhere. Uh, 
Yeah, so it only came out in the US last month, so hmm, interesting. Uh, any other news? So apparently HBO have ordered a Maniac Cop TV series from Nicholas Winding Refn. Windy Refn. So a series, an adaptation of a 1988 film. It's been given a green light. Uh, Maniac Cop is told through the kaleidoscope of characters from cop to common criminal. A killer in uniform has uncaged mayhem upon the streets. Paranoia leads to social disorder as a city wrestles with the mystery of the exterminator in blue. Is he mere mortal or a supernatural force? Don't know why I did that. Have you seen Maniac Cop? I'm pretty sure I have, but it's yeah. one of those, you know, when you're a bit like, well, I probably could do with rewatching it. It's not amazing, but I can see why people would like it. It's got a, a blank on the name. Maniac, um, Maniac Cop in it. Yeah, it's got a Maniac Cop in it. What's his name? Um, the Chin. Bruce Bruce Campbell. It's got Bruce Campbell in it. Bruce Campbell. Yeah. All right, okay. Who's he in it? Uh, a cop, but he's not a maniac cop. Like a normal, sane cop. No. And now, the sequel, Normal Cop. <laughs> um, it kind of plays into that whole um, sort of fear of, um, you know, cops who beat people up and kill them and sort of overuse their... Um, Fighting sticks, <laughs> batons, yeah. and whatever. Batons, yeah. fighting sticks. So that could be pretty interesting. Nicholas Winding Refn, very. It should be, you know, he's got a very distinct visual style. Well, distinct style in general, isn't he? I say visual just because his films can be a bit quiet, can't they? Apart from the soundtrack, people are staring wistfully out of a window sniffing. as they drive along at night, sniffing, yeah. sniffing, licking their lips. <laughs> Um, and also, this is this is this is a segue. Before you think, what well, this ain't a segue. This is a segue. Um, so Robert Forster this week died, uh, oh, passed yeah. away, age seventy eight, yeah. um, after a long battle with brain cancer. Probably most well known for his role in Quentin Tarantino's Jackie Brown, even though that was something of a resurgence for him, um, and it did earn him an Oscar nomination. I recently watched a video where he was talking about how he got that role. So apparently, he read for Reservoir Dogs, and he used to sit in this restaurant. In in must have been in LA or somewhere like that. Mm. Um, he used to sit in this restaurant every day, and apparently Quentin Tarantino started coming in, chatting to him, and then one day, yeah. he, he, one day he gave him the script to Jackie Brown. The rest is history. Now the reason this is a segue is because Robert Forster um, was in Maniac Cop Three: Badge of Silence, so he's uh. had his own he's had his own sort of history in genre film. So he's in Alligator. He was in the Kinky Coaches and the Pom Pom Pussycats, Vigilante, Holly, Hollywood, ha- Hollywood Harry, Satan's Princess. So loads of Scanner Cop, too. Yeah, that's my Scanner. top one. Scanner Cop. Yeah. Um, and he is in remakes of Rear Window and Psycho. So, and he was uh, recently in El, El Camino, the Breaking Bad epilogue movie. Speaking of which, have you watched it? I have watched it, and I watched it while... Unbeknownst to me, um, Robert Forster had passed away. Found out merely hours later. Yeah. So I've heard. Have you, um, have you seen I've not seen it yet. Uh, I've heard mixed, mixed opinions. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Well, we'll get into that when I get into the old uh, what I've watched. Yeah. So one more thing. I saw this on Twitter. So Dead Space turned eleven this this year. This no. <laughs> this today. This today. No. I did it today. And uh, so I I've never played all the way through. I got too scared. I was like, you oh, know, the, the first, the opening part of the first game, you're in a room and you have to run away and there's a thing uh, grabbing at you. It's just like, yep. it's just too much. I just can't do yeah. it. It was very, it was very intense. It was, I mean, the sound design was amazing on the game to the point where like, you know, you could just hear everything around you. So it's a yeah. creature coming out of a thing. It was literally like, shit, what the fuck? Um, but an interesting, an interesting little factoid I read was that, um, so apparently, a, a lead, the lead designer on Dead Space said that all the games use the same basic model rig. Um, so adding Isaac, the main character, was simple as importing the model. And apparently, the engine was a branch off of Tiger Woods, the games, Person. which was made in the same <laughs> oh, okay. studio as Dead Space back then. And basically, we got screenshots of um, Isaac from Dead Space in a <laughs> Tiger Woods game, in what looks like a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater game, in an NBA <laughs> Uh, game and something else but yeah there we go that's pretty interesting that's cool i'd like to give that game a, a proper go at some point um it oh, yeah. look... 
<clears throat> it's a fantastic trilogy. First first one's a bit strange because he's like the silent protagonist, which I always think is a bit odd, isn't it? Mm. Say something! I can. He starts talking yeah. in the second one then? Yeah, he starts talking in the okay. second one. He find, finds his voice in the second one. Yeah. Cool. Okay, yeah. Uh, any other news? That's it, mate. Other That's it. There was no news. other news. Yeah. There was no other news this week. <laughs> okay, not at all. Uh, what did you watch this week? Um. So, maybe we should both talk about something we've both seen, which is In the Tall Grass. Okay. Well, I know you didn't like it. So... <laughs> <laughs> and you, like, no, no, no. you wait you, you yeah. liked it so what was that your favorite film it, it was basically my favorite film so i put it on quite late so maybe it wasn't the best time for me to put it on yeah um i found it really really dull so let, i mean let's talk about it first so it's based on the novella written by stephen king and joe hill mm-hmm. father and son duo um i didn't know really know all that much about it did you had you read it no i've not read it i've heard it's scary and uh yeah, so it's about a, there's a tall grass and um, <laughs> there's a tall grass, <laughs> big field of there's tall a... grass, and it like it is it is a really scary concept. Like the 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 idea of it is scary. So it's tall grass, and then as you pass it, you hear someone inside screaming out for your for you to help them. And as you go in to help them, you can never find your way back out, uh, or people just don't find a way back out. It's um, annoying, isn't it? It is a nuisance. It's a right nuisance. I've got things to do. I've got places to be. I'm stuck in a bloody tall grass, mate. <laughs> Yeah, and also like uh, it's not really believable because uh, no one's like got hay fever cracking off. Like, if like any grass is going to give you hay fever, it's the tall grass. Um, yeah, but and so no one rea- Sorry, guys. <laughs> what was I gonna no say? one so... acts or speaks like human beings in this film. Everybody acts and speaks like, like I don't know, video game characters, like you, NPCs. You say that I was like, I saw, I read your review before I watched it. So my expectations were very, 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 very low. And I thought it was all right. I, was <laughs> I mean, my review is literally a sentence. It's like scathing. Shit. <laughs> it, shit. Crap. <laughs> bloody nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. So you thought it was all right, did you? Well, there we go. Maybe well, that's where. So the first hour, I think, is is, is pretty tight. Um, it's, it's a really good mystery. I think, um, it, it, I don't know, like, the direction's pretty good. It is slow going. But it still feels mm-hmm. like you're kind of curious as it goes through. Uh, but then I feel like, <clears> and there's some great stuff in the second half. There's like weird scenes of like, well, like there's going to be a, some light Grass. spoilers here. With light spoilers. Of like, of like, Grass I think the is, I think I wish that it stuck with a more time travel esque sci fi bent. But then it seems to go like an hour in, it goes, oh, folk horror is big right now. Let's throw some yeah. people chanting with grass face masks into the, mi- yeah. into the mix um i so- mean i find it almost impossible to follow like maybe that's just that to my detriment but i did just find it. i was like i don't really know what's going on here i don't know you know yeah. am I, who am i who am i rooting for in terms of characters like i didn't find anyone particularly there was some dodgy acting especially there was like a kid in it who seemed to i mean patrick wilson's always great right no matter what he's in patrick wilson's a uh, national tre- treasure a national treasure, yeah. yeah, and an international treasure. So yeah. I can't select Patrick Wilson for anything in this, but everyone else kind of just got on my tits a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked it. I think I went with like a three, three stars or something like that. I think it was all right. Uh, I do kind of feel like it's the same thing with most Netflix films. It needed about like it needed a proper edit. Like it needed about twenty minutes chopping out, and it could have mm. been really tight. And uh, but. It's like they just they just know that they don't have to fit movie theater schedules or something, so they sort of feel like, yeah. oh, we just two and a half hours long, whatever you want to make it. Two and a half hours. But, um, the thing is, this was only an hour and forty, and it felt longer than that. So possibly, again, that's the film. Just make it, make it like an hour long. Just make it fourteen minutes long. <laughs> I mean, as a, I mean, as a as a um, short film, it would have been yeah, yeah. great. Um, what else did you see? Uh, well, okay, so I watched um, Spring, which is by the guy, uh, I can't remember what it's called now, um, Aaron Jensen, something. Uh, by the guy who made The Endless. So it oh, like yeah. Similar, okay. right. Seems like a similar budget. So, kind of like uh, not a big budget, kind of quite a small budget. And it's about a guy, and it's got the same kind of vibe to it. It's got, it's got like a 
very naturalistic drama, and it's about a guy whose mum has died and uh, he breaks someone's nose in the opening part of the film. So he says, I'm going to go to, he's got anger issues, and he goes, I'm going to go to uh, Spain and I'm going to go traveling around. Um, there's some English people in it who were like super um, English lads, lads, lads sort of thing. Oh, mate, yeah, they're almost they're more, almost unbearable, but then um, they kind of leave it. But so this guy, he meets a girl in this little Spanish town um, and they hit it off and it's all good. But then something's not quite right about this girl. She's uh, not quite um, human. Uh, and then it's about... So it, that kind of stuff is uh, not too interesting. But then they do start to play with like history and they start to uh, suggest that Different artworks and stuff were inspired by this woman throughout throughout the ages, and it's um it's all right. I actually think it's quite sweet. It's not scary. It's not like dark in any way. Um, it's kind of like a a lovely romantic horror film, lovely romantic or not comedy rom, romantic drama horror, something like that. Dramora. Um, is this on Netflix? Um, shoulda. Yeah. Is this on Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's on. Uh, it's on Shudder. All right. <laughs> uh, what about uh, you? Okay, nice. Um, so I also watched um, a film called Parasite, directed Ooh. by um, Bong. Uh, directed by <laughs> Bong Joon Ho. For a second, sorry, I forgot his name for a second. Directed by Bong Joon Ho, who's a bit of a like a, a genre jumps about in terms of the kind of genre films he makes, doesn't he? Um, but I think I've seen most of his major releases. So except maybe Okja, which I think is on Netflix, but it's like the host, yeah, mother, it, yeah. Yeah. memories of murder, and then Snowpiercer. Oh, it's um, Snowpiercer. Yeah. Yeah. So I heard a lot of good things about this. I'd heard it was like a near masterpiece that it was, you know, oh God, here we go. He's setting it up. Amazing. But, <laughs> and you know, it was absolutely, it was great. Um, it's sort of like a dark, it's sort of like a, a dark com so like a black comedy slash drama slash thriller. It's, it's hard to say much about it without spoiling anything, but essentially you've got a poor down and out family who become entwined in the lives of a very well off rich family, and chaos ensues. I could only say, but this is like visually, and I mean Snowpiercer was great, but visually this was one of one of Bong uh, Bong Joon Ho's best. <laughs> I am struggling. <laughs> bon Joon Ho. I was going to say something else. I was going to say Bong Ho Joon Jibado. <laughs> yeah. So Bong Joon Ho. Um, considering like all the cinematography takes place mainly like in interiors and mm. sort of like Korean Korean streets and stuff. So it's very different to sort of anything he's done before. Even though it kind of rem- reminds me of Memories of Murder a little bit because it did have that sort of comedy element um, yeah. in it. So uh, the, the vibes I'm getting are like. Um... What's his name? Yorgos Lafimos. Where the guy who did um, the lobster and um... oh yeah, yeah, a little bit, okay. a little bit, yeah. I wouldn't say quite as bizarre as that. No. Oh, um, okay, yeah. No, no, no. But yeah, it's great. It's got a really good cast. Um, it's really tense as well in places where you're just like, oh my god, just somebody please. Um, but yeah, I'd highly recommend it. Um, probably, probably up there. I reckon it's probably up there in maybe my top five of the year so far. Nice. Have you uh, got like a, a running total in your head of what the top? Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> I think I know what my top five are currently. Oh man, I need to work that out. I don't know what mine are. And is what 2019 or like the like fresh? Like 2019. Okay. 2019. Okay. I can't really. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Okay. So what else did I watch? Watched um. Oh yeah. So. I went to a film screening last Thursday. They're playing a short film of mine. And also uh, Moon, the Duncan Jones film, from 2005 or 2004, from ages ago, like 15 years ago, which I was not expecting. Surely um, not. Really? Yeah. Right, I'm going to guess. I thought it was like 2009. Nope. <laughs> That's not like 2005, uh. I think. Um, but they, it's, it's quite an interesting way of doing it because the space was quite open and echoey. They um gave they had like silent disco headphones. The so silent disco oh, yeah, you, yeah, put okay. you put whatever music you want to listen to, and like no one else can you can't hear anyone else or anything like that. Um, so everyone sort of tuned into the channel, um, 
of the film and everyone's watching it. And there's something really fantastic about that. It was like really sort of everyone yeah. like really focused the ear on the screen and everyone was sort of really into it. There's a bit where I heard someone coughing somewhere. They're so far away and it was so re- like reverberated. It's kind of added to the atmosphere. But the film, I, I loved it before. <laughs> <laughs> with the film <laughs> you, I mean you could have you could have you could have done that if you wanted to couldn't you <laughs> oh yeah bloody you dirty get <laughs> I mean the film uh, I've always liked it but now I, like wearing headphones and eating that sort of atmosphere um, I was getting really emotional Sam Rockwell playing the two different characters when they're coming to terms with the fact that they're not yeah. the, the original guy um it's yeah it's uh, a great great film i think it has dated a little bit because there's a lot of weird fades between scenes and i kind of feel like that doesn't fly anymore people don't like that they like to link sorry, sorry to kick you i don't mean to kick you in the dick lou but it does seem like it did come out in 2009 i beg your pardon <laughs> i mean i honestly don't mean to kick you in the dick but no yeah 2009 um, i must have had it in my head maybe wrong. i did yeah yeah right, right do you think in, maybe right it's a film that's yeah. just kind of <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I think it's supposed to be one of those films that's, that's kind of like supposed to feel a bit more like classic sci-fi. That's the reason why we've got those fades and other things in. I don't know, but it still does date it a little bit. Um, I mean, it, it, like I feel like nowadays it'd be they'd linger on the shot and it'd just be a, a quick cut, like it'd be a chop. Uh, but it does. Yeah. Of, there's a lot of fades. It's fades to black, tons all the time. And so maybe they're going yeah. for that. I don't know, but. Uh, it's mate, it's a fantastic film. Like, can't beat it. Oh yeah, well, you can. I've mean, seen it in a while. <laughs> you can't beat it. Well, you can, but you shouldn't. Yeah. But if you yeah. do, then you know. Don't. There we go. Yeah, if you do, don't. But and then, but Keith was shown in front of that, right? So you did a intro and. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got a little bit nervous for some reason. There was, wasn't that many people there. Sweaty palms. I think I get shaky palms. I think okay. yeah, that's what happens to me. But it was all right. What can you do? Uh, where, where can everybody find Keith if they want to watch it? Online. <laughs> Good answer. There we go. go it's online, guys. Search Keith and then Luke Condor. Okay. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's on Vimeo. I think we've got it. We've got it on. Um, we've got it on YouTube as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's not got that many views on YouTube. But um, there we it's... go. If you're listening now, mate, get it to bloody go over to YouTube and find it. Get a views up. There is um, some cool posters as well, which um, they they made. Yeah, they look cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh my, oh my, one of them, Luke. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna get some. Like I'm gonna get like a a batch of them, um, and Very sell nice. them for a massive profit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fifteen, forty-five <laughs> quid each. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's it. Other than like tonight's film. Tonight's film. Not watched yet. <laughs> Other than what we're talking about tonight. What about you? Anything else? No, that's it. Okay. Just this one, mate. Martyrs. So, yes. I just want to say, Ben Scaife mentioned it in the Facebook group a little while ago. He said, has anybody seen Martyrs? What are your thoughts on it? Uh, and I think he chased it up a, a, a week ago or so and said, guys, why? what's cracking here? You haven't done Martyrs yet. Yeah. And it's always been I'm on the cards. Patient. So It's always been on the cards. Um, but, mate, Martyrs. Yeah. So... Martyrs is a 2008 horror film written and directed by Pascal Logier, starring Morjana Aloui and uh, Mylène Jampanoui. It premiered at the 2008 Cannes Film Festival <laughs> and was released in France on the 3rd of September 2008. So a young woman's quest for revenge against the people who kidnapped and tormented her as a child leads her and a friend who also a victim of child abuse on a terrifying journey into the hell, into a living hell of depravity. Mm. Yeah. Um, yum, 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 yum. Juicy film. Lots of red. I don't know. I'm trying to make a joke around the word tomatoes, but I can't find it. I'll find it uh, later on. Tomatoes. Yeah. I got you. Uh, okay, so 59% Rotten Tomatoes. 59%. That's fucking bullshit. 68% <laughs> user score. 7.1 out of 10 IMDb. Mate, have you seen it before? No, so I haven't seen it before. I've kind of seen it always mentioned. Um, so the thing is, I've seen it always mentioned alongside things like Hostel and other things as being like a shock 
uh, torture porn and all yeah. that stuff. And I never really got entirely into that yeah. wave of films when they came and went. I kind of avoided most of them, uh, not because I'm of the queasy sort, but I kind of just, you know, most of it was bit, like... It, a bit flat. It's like something not yeah. quite, yeah. It didn't, always, it didn't always feel entirely like horror to me. It almost felt like just exactly what it was, you know, just gruesome torture porn, la- lack of lack of story for me, even though, I mean, I, I think I've seen the original Hostel, but I didn't see Hostel Part 2. Yeah. And I've seen sort of screenshots from this and, you know, blood-soaked faces and things, and I kind of thought... I kind of know what I'd be getting with that, so yeah. probably don't need to watch it. But um, but no, it was a little bit a little bit um, different to that. It wasn't quite what I was expecting. Yeah. What about you? Have you seen it before? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and even still, I had to watch some bits like through my fingers because like this film holds no punches, no hammers, skin flaying. It might. So this film, I feel like it's the last word in violent horror. Like. Because not only is this film incredibly violent and uses it as part of like the, the big story mechanic is the violence and the horror, and it does it effectively, but it's also like the core theme of the story about violence and about uh, yeah. making making people suffer for your own sort of transcendence to give yourself something more. Yeah. So I feel like the theme and everything about it is so on point. Like it knows mm. exactly what it's trying to do, and it does it so effectively. That I don't think any film has ever quite hit me like this film i mean for that kind of thing yeah it's just a completely hopeless film it's hopeless cold uh <laughs> um i want to say heartless because it does kind of feel heartless i guess like there's are there anyone in this film really with well i guess there's one character with what you would essentially call redeeming qualities and obviously you understand why other characters act the way they do because they've been put through such such hell um literal hell yeah so i mean i i I was shocked by some moments but because i kind of knew what to well because i kind of felt like i felt like i knew what to expect yeah it was a bit like all right some of this is it uh some of that as well not a bit of that i mean we're going to but were you expecting the film to go where it did um not not necessarily but at the same time i don't know if i am quite you know, I don't know if A, I understand why the film decided to go there. B, I understand the point of it. And C, I don't know. I don't know. It feel, I don't understand what message is trying to convey or what, you know, what we're supposed to believe from yeah. this. It seems a little bit abstract, the idea of what, especially what, I guess, I don't want to reveal exactly what's, what happens in the end now, but I don't understand the motives, I guess, of a lot of people involved. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Well, we can get into it and, uh, and, and chat a little bit about it. Oh, do we? Do we bloody have to, mate? <laughs> so, um, okay. So this film stars two main martyrs, two main women. Women. Uh, Mylene Jampanoy as Lucy Jurin. Uh, I think she's the like the not. I think she's the one who becomes the second martyr. I can't remember. Uh, Morjana Aloui as Anna Asui. Uh, is that right? So Lucy, yeah. Lucy, I believe is is the main girl okay, who we cool. see escape at the start. Anna is is her friend who is a bit in love with her as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Go on. Carry on. Well. Okay. So I mean, there's not a huge amount of like twisty plot points in this film, so we might sort of breeze through this pretty quick. Uh, but it starts off with uh, a young girl escaping from some horrific. Um, factory, and she's sort of in her pants, which is never good. And she, her hair's all—it's got a bad haircut. Um, and she's sort of running, and she's like, "It's really—it's quite, it's quite horrific." Um, and then she's screaming. Uh, and then, and then it just then we get like the martyrs title card, uh, and then I think we get like a bit of a like a, a montage of sequence of stuff where she's young and she goes to, and she's saved by, uh, someone. They they go back to where where she'd be in hell and they're like there's this chair she was handcuffed to the chair then no one knows how she got out but she's okay now she's got look her hair's fine now <laughs> and she's wearing clothes again that's all good and she's got she a was mate piss- go on she's pissing in a bucket she was fed yeah. she's fed what looks like butterscotch angel delight <laughs> uh like over and over uh, and over yeah. can't complain yeah can't, 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 can't make quite count yourself lucky <laughs> um 
so the perpetrators and the people who who like kept her there and their motivations sort of remain a mystery. Yeah. Um. So she never knows. Nobody knows. And she's kind of as she grows up in this orphanage, um, with this girl who's sort of like her only friend. She's clearly plagued by visions and sort of. Well, yeah, it's, it's hard to <clears throat> hard to say whether it's visions or hauntings or just you know PTSD. Yeah. PTSD. PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yes, there's a bit at the end, like the bit at the end of the starting sequence where I think uh, Anna isn't looking, and if she goes back and finds Lucy, she's got cuts all over, and um, we've led to believe that she cuts herself, but she also sees. There's also a weapon where she sees some creature woman like scuttling around like a little insect or something. Um, mm. So like it's and she yeah. and Anna. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Lucy says that it's not her. She hasn't cut herself. This other woman has. Um, so then uh, I think we cut to a little bit later and we're introduced to this sort of very normal family in a very nice French house. We've got a, a young brother and a sister chasing each other around. Um, there's a bit where the mum is sorting out um, plumbing outside or something um, and she brings in this dead mouse. It's all playful. She's like dangling in people's faces. <laughs> chucks it, chucks it, chucks it on the uh, yeah. on the table. Everyone's having a bit of breakfast. I yeah. think. How rude are you? How rude? Yeah. Uh, the dad uh, is eating his toast, stuffing his mouth with toast. Classic dad move. That. Um, and, uh... <laughs> Would you like a piece of toast, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> dad. <laughs> yeah so it's all going it's all going great as far as like family breakfasts go it's up there it's up there in the top 10 breakfasts of the year 100 percent. is it oh my yeah (laughs) but then then there's a knock at the door it's never good especially in a horror movie um and they open the door (laughs) and the mother opens the door uh then the dad opens the the dad opens the door yeah Toast, toast in his mouth. She blows the toast right out of his stomach. <laughs> she yeah, has this so like a shotgun. That's the most powerful shotgun I've ever seen in my life. It's like a, it's like a shotgun from like a, like a it's zombie a game. It's a Doomslayer yeah. shotgun from Doom. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so basically blows a hole in, in the dad and immediately goes in and just starts laying waste to everybody. Uh, blows a hole in the the wife, in, shoots her in the back. Yeah. Then... Goes into the kitchen, has a little bit of a com- has a little bit of an exchange with the son. Doesn't she say something like, "How old are you? How old are you?" She says that and says, "Do you know what your parents did?" Um, oh yeah. And then he's like, oh, "Eight toasts." And then <laughs> <laughs> eight toasts. And he goes, and he goes, "How old are you?" And he says, "18." And she goes, "Fuck you, then." <laughs> Boom. She shoots him in the belly. Yeah. Um, and then she hunts down she the, the like younger an daughter. Elder moment where she's sort of like sneaking around with a shotgun. Um, yeah. This bit is pretty harsh. I mean, the girls like. Rabbit. 15 or something um she shoots a f- hand or something initially 
through the bed. And then like when she runs away, she shoots like she shoots them and they, they kind of fly across the <laughs> fly across the room. It's horrific. Yeah. It's horrendous. Yeah. It is horrific. It's like proper there's a few moments in this that kind of really made me go, ooh. And yeah. one of them was was the killing of this girl. I mean the rest of them, the parents, the son, I was a bit like, Yeah, fucking have it, yeah. you shit. <laughs> of the girls be like, Oh, leave her alone. Leave it out, mate. Um yeah. leave the shotgun bullets out the gun, mate. And then um they so she's like, Oh bugger, I've killed everyone. I don't know if I meant to do that. Um somewhere else, yeah. uh Anna is eating a, like a subway sandwich. She's Anna actually, is eating it's literally it. like it's like me directing a French film. She was eating a baguette, sat in a mini cooper. Just <laughs> just like Yeah. She with a Thierry Henry France ninety eight football shirt on. She only has a little nibble. Oh, the phone's going. Sling that. Oh, that's a waste. Just wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> wrap it up and save it. And littering. And, and she litters. Maybe the most horrific moment of this film was which that's... It was the moment the where I've heard people walked out when that, <laughs> when that bit was shown. Unbelievable. Yeah. Baguette. Baguette. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the baguette, I guess, just stays on the floor and we never find out. Uh, plot, well, exactly. That's, I mean, maybe that a spin-off sequel. We'll find that out. Yeah, tomatoes sandwich. <laughs> oh yeah, there we there go. You're waiting go. for that. Yeah, You're waiting for that. You got you got your moment. Okay. <laughs> so then um they Okay, so she gets a phone call from Anna and uh, from Lucy and she's like, Where are you? And she goes, I've I've done a <laughs> I've done a mess. <laughs> uh, I've done a mass I've done a mass murder. You, you've done what? <laughs> I've I've done a mass murder. Fucking hell. <laughs> So, uh, Anna in a car in a little Mini Cooper, all the way to the uh, house. Real one, yeah. yeah. Um, and then she goes in. At this point, I think Lucy's already seeing the creature woman running around, and she's like, "No, I killed them. Don't, don't hurt me." But this woman is now this this creature woman is like, uh, it's like like chamois leather has come to life, mm. <laughs> and it's sort of flapping around. She's like making Gollum, yeah. Gollum with with a really bad skin condition. Yeah, Gollum's probably not got the softest skin anyway, but very Gollum. And it's it's shot quite well. We don't get really a good look at this woman for a while. It's just limbs and and you know cutting, and she kind of like pins Lucy down and stabs her in the back. Yeah, gets gets that straight razor, uh, which which belongs to Lucy. The weird thing is that like, how is she stabbing herself in the back? Like is it is that the creature? Because it's like really in the middle of the back. It's quite. I can't even scratch. You know the, the top bits. Um, Let alone slice your own back in half with a razor. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so she's fighting off this creature, sort of thing, trying to stay away from it, hiding in a cupboard. Um, gets a like a hand, like she lets her hand out, and like it's like that moment in Green Room where, yeah, I guess a Green Book, where to get. Oh yeah, Green. <laughs> Get the hand out. She starts stabbing the hand. It's it's gruesome. It's really gruesome. So throughout all of this, Lucy, is it Lucy? Anna doesn't believe that Lucy. That this is a creature thing. She thinks it's all in Lucy's head. Um, yeah, and she thinks that Lucy's done a big murder, but she still loves her. Thanks. I think she goes in for a kiss at one point, but Anna's like, uh, yeah, what are you doing? Anna said. No, no, sorry, Lucy. Lucy's the one you're thinking of. <laughs> Come on, mate. Okay, right. On, mate. <laughs> Moon was made in 2004. <laughs> I'm going to have to find someone else to do this podcast with. <laughs> you, don't, you don't come to me for facts, mate. Names and oh, no, no. Come to me for all the vague ideas, all right? That's, that's all you need. I've got a little app that records uh, the conversation. That's, that's all you need me for. <laughs> <laughs> What's weird about this is that, you know, She's just done a massive murder, and the yeah. thing that Lucy is like a little bit annoyed by is the fact that she goes to kiss her on the lips. Yeah, like literally done a massive murder, and she goes, Leave it out. <laughs> "Yeah, too much for me." Yes, uh, I mean it's a little bit, a little bit annoying. There's uh, many moments in this film. The only the big doubt, the big sort of not plot hole, but I guess is there's many moments in this film where make sure we're the right one. Anna could have just called the police or called someone, uh, but she doesn't. And this yeah, I almost, okay, but a bit later on, I'm like, you would have called someone at this point. Yeah, maybe, but I almost, I almost feel like has she not <clears throat> sort of been involved too much? That I also get the sort of impression that she wants to sort of go along with it because she's 
because she loves Lucy, and it, no matter the no matter what crazy shit she she does. She always she's always like, oh bloody hell! But I love her. I just want to kiss. Let's stay at past eleven. She's like, let's murder some families, sure. Um, so <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, why not? <laughs> so um, so she starts. I think they're kind of trying. There's lots of things going on. She tries to hide. She tries to bury the bodies. Um, at one point, we find out that. The mum's still alive. That's quite a nice little shocking moment in the mirror. Her eyes yeah, open. I was a bit, I was yeah. a bit confused by that though because she'd been, she would have bled out, surely, wouldn't she? I don't know. I think she mostly has, um, but yeah, as the she's dragging her out, uh, Anna, Lucy, <laughs> finds out and then gets like a giant hammer, and um, <laughs> just smashes like smashes the face off. Like it, she's it's brutal. Like she doesn't stop for ages. She's sort of whack, whacking it away. Uh, Smashes her crust to, to yeah. death. So yeah, there's a pretty horrible bit here where like... Um, oh wait, actually, I think it's afterwards. So I was just about to say. Okay. Yeah. So not long after that, Lucy commits suicide, right? Well, yeah. So she she has a big fight with the creature whilst Anna's yeah. doing something. I can't remember what she's doing. Um, but like... From smashing her head against the, the wall and stuff, yeah. From Lucy's perspective, she's it's quite emotional. There's a weird thing because like, I think she realizes she's never going to be over the pain. The music's quite nice and gothic and sort of uh, sad. Um, and then she gets like a straight razor and um, just like slowly cuts her veins all the way from like top shoulder to fingertip. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, can you hear that? <laughs> The motorbike going by. Excuse He's, me. That, that the L's Angels coming to do you in, mate. Yeah. What have you done? You owe her money again. Jesus. Can you hear that? Okay. It's mid belly. Uh, so then, um, so yeah, so, and then, what's her name? <laughs> Lucy dies, but not before jumping out of the glass window. Um, and Anna, like, I think she stays for the night or something. Uh, she sort of cleans the body, cleans the wounds, dresses it up, and whatever she says her goodbyes. I uh, doesn't know what to do, and then at some point she hears a noise in the in the house, and she's like, "What the chuff is that?" Um, and then I think, I think she just finds a hole in the wall and explores it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so it's it's just like a like a cabinet, isn't it? Yeah. 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 She goes down. And uh, she finds in the dark, there's like a, a wall. It's like a laboratory sort of environment, like a vet. Looks like a bit like yeah. a vet. Um, it's a bit, it looks like a laboratory you'd find at the end of like a survival horror game. You know, just the final, yeah, the final area where you're gonna yeah. find all the where all the creatures are made and shit. And there's pictures on the walls um, of different people, very near to death uh, in various states. Like These look like real photos to me. I think they might be. Like the ones, yeah. like there's one like a starving person, and it's like that. I'm yeah. sure I've seen that. Like is a like a lot of people who are like, yeah, even near death or you know, in the middle of some sort of torture hmm. or physical pain of some sort. Yeah, it's all pretty brutal stuff. Yeah, and if she goes to a little room, if she finds uh, a woman very similar to the ghoul that um, Lucy was seeing, uh, she's very very skinny, shammy creased, and um, so sorry sorry one one bit would be that we did find out that the ghoul that lucy was seeing was, was when she escaped from yeah, yeah. the laboratory in the start um she did sort of go into another room and see this woman um who looked like that ghoul and she left her well yeah. as you would as you know it's her only her only chance to escape um she left her so she's obviously been haunted by the guilt um of that yeah uh so this other woman i can't remember what her name is um Anna is like, oh god, this um, Lucy was right. This family are kidnapping people and torturing them or whatever. Yeah. So she was, she did the right thing. So then she starts cleaning this woman up. She gives her a bath. Too hot, I think. At one point, she's like, oh. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, we. I think we need. So this this woman's name Sarah. Right. Um, and she's obviously chained up. She's super super skinny, mostly naked. She's wearing some sort of like metal bodice thing. Yeah. Metal pants and then like a sort of metal pair of massive eight is sunglasses but it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a massive metal thing and there's a metal thing going across her head yeah. and this is pretty uh 
pretty gruesome because when she's giving her a bath, she starts taking that thing out of her head. That's the point. I was like, like, how? Why would you do that without like local anaesthetic? Without just calling, just take her to the doctor. Just go and drop her off at the doctor's. You don't have to give yourself in. Just like yeah. drive to the hospital, shove her out the door, and they can do. They can put her, they can put her under, and they can surgically remove it. She just gets like a fucking flathead screwdriver, starts popping it out like it's uh, yeah. And it's pretty horrible when it comes off because obviously she's bald underneath there. Um, it looks like she's got a skullet under there. Um, <laughs> Devin Townsend under there, pretty much. Yeah. Devin Townsend's <laughs> under there, but all her skin is like obviously all. All it underneath is all soft and worn away, and it does look pretty legit, doesn't it? Because the, yeah, the, yeah. the rest of the, the rest of the, you're right. The rest of the, <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the, uh, yeah, her skin looks just messed up. You know, you know when like it looks like, you know when you've had your hands in the bath for too long. <laughs> yeah, it's wrinkly and wet. And a bit, it's horrific, man. That's, it's, it's the same. Going through that is the same as what she's been through, right? Yeah, it's almost as bad. Yeah. Um. So. She gets this woman out and she can see, but as soon as she's like free of this stuff and she can see again, she starts like sore, trying to saw her own arm off with like this kitchen knife. And then she starts rubbing her face, like, you know, when like a dog's got an itchy butt and they sometimes just grind a butt against the tree or something. She's like that with her face yeah. against the wall. Um, and as she's trying to stop her from doing all this stuff, she just gets shot in the head. Like a bullet yep. comes from somewhere. I was massively confused by this moment initially, weren't you? I was like, what the hell's going on, man? Yeah. Uh, and there's like people yeah, in so she gets her black pop. suits and stuff. Yeah. Literally just gets her bloody metal sunglasses off and her head's free. Her, her head's probably feeling the lovely cool air for the first time in years. And suddenly she just gets a bullet in her head. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so they're introduced to this sort of secret society of of people who um they, they 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 take the bodies out they start burying all the bodies just all in one shallow grave and then they say to anna uh they hang yeah that bit was pretty gruesome i think all the bodies going in a shallow grave all the bodies sort of like all on top of each other yeah i thought that was pretty gruesome yeah um so they get anna and they say there's a woman called mademoiselle um she's right mad and they uh she's like i'm a she explains like martyrs and he explains the photos and they say if you push someone to uh the edge of of suffering they can start to see things they start to see things from after death um and that's what they do they, they make martyrs of people uh martyrs in the sense of witnesses of people who witness yeah things um, i was afraid i was like is that what a martyr is what she's explaining, I mean, it is, but in like the loose, in a very loose term, right? Yeah. Well, normally martyrs don't like aren't alive. That they sort of yeah, die, yeah. and then, yeah. Um, so then they don't explain what's going to happen, but it's, it becomes pretty apparent that like they're going to do this to Lucy. And I think um, this is it, Lucy or Anna? <laughs> well, it's Anna. Uh, Anna. <laughs> then they, this next like, see, this is like an hour in, so like another, there's another hour left. And this, like, next 40 minutes or so is just horrendous. Like, it's just a systematic beating down of a woman's spirit. <clears throat> and, and this is our hero with a story, in, in a uh, way. So we're made to think that there's this, like, society, secret society who do these experiments on people, and they've been doing these experiments on people for years. First of all, who's funding it? <laughs> Second of all, how do you, like, considering what their, like, success rate has been so minimal, hmm. is someone not going we might be this might not work <laughs> this might not work yeah you know so, like <clears throat> and also it almost because it seems like <clears throat> the conclusion of this film <clears throat> not wanting to jump ahead but the conclusion of this film basically suggests that what somebody finds out is almost too much so we, are we made to wow. think that even though it's been going on for, t- for like 30 years we're made to think that you know that you know they've got no answers in that time but they're still doing it because it's well, some highly illegal, highly yeah. illegal shit for what is essentially no reward unless you know people are enjoying the torture of these people. Well, maybe there's that as well. Um, so they, <coughs> uh, Anna, at least uh, Anna. Anna. Okay, so <coughs> Anna, they <coughs> they put her in a room, they put her in handcuffs. A guy, a bold guy, comes in every day and beats the shit out of them, like. To the point where it's, it's just like, that's, that's a bit much, mate. To the yeah. point where you're like, head injury. She'd have a head injury, bleeding yeah. on the brain, yeah. probably die. 
or, or you know, not be able to make sense. This is another thing. Like, if people are supposed to be get pushed towards the edge of suffering and they transcend and they see shit, how can you tell that the stuff that they're saying that they see isn't like just the fact that they've got a horrific brain injury? And yeah, you know, um, I mean, all of this makes more sense than what is essentially them going. Apparently, something could see the afterlife <laughs> or something. One of them's got like bleeding from the eyes, which she is. I'll see the bloody afterlife. <laughs> yeah, let's carry on with this. Well, they feed her that butterscotch uh, angel delight. She doesn't like yeah, it at first, but I think she gets a taste for it. Um, and I prefer like strawberry. Not mixed it says. properly. <laughs> yeah, it's still powdery. Yeah. Um, so then um, they get better at mixing the angel delight, and they beat her up, and they cut her hair, and she really doesn't like the hairstyle because she's like really crying. Yeah. They give her a flock of seagulls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So then <laughs> this goes on for this is like a thirty minute sequence, I think, and it just really sort of grinds her down and it just and then it's at one point where like the music becomes quite somber and like relaxing and it's like she's accepted mm. that this is her life now. Like she's just gonna get beaten up, she's <clears> gonna <throat> get eat, eaten sludge and that's it. And she's gonna make to piss her pants yeah. every day. Um it's like near the end of that where they're like, Okay, there's only one more test for you and then it's all going to be over for you um and then they they this the big man big bob ties her up to like a sex <laughs> thing or other I, I don't know what you'd even call that thing like what it's like it's a, almost like a it looked reminding of something that they used to train astronauts like back in the day and yeah. they put you in the spinny ball and then spin it around loads so you can get used to the g-force and stuff it looked like yeah. that but um no he doesn't do that it doesn't doesn't give her a bit of g-force he basically skins her, flays yeah, her. Like it's um, uh, it's interesting that like it shies away from showing that. Like this film hasn't really shied away from anything else, but we don't see any cutting. Uh, we just see him get some scissors, and it sort of shows her face, and she's like, "Ooh, ooh, oh bloody hell, that yeah. that stings. That does all bloody stings." But they flay her um all but the face, like little face region. Um, yeah, I guess it, I guess that's so they can read her emotions. Just like you recognize know. her. Who are you again? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> unless they play all of her and they go, "Oh no, we got six of the flayed ones out there. I can't tell you which one's which." <laughs> yeah, they keep that as like a tag, sort of like a serial number or something. Um, so then they once they've flayed her, they stick her up to like a thing, so she's in a proper martyr pose. Um, and then we and then she sees something. Her eyes do that looking up thing. Um, and then we go into the eye, and it's like she's seeing going through some sort of transcendent uh, state. Uh, so we're made then... to think that she's in like a euphoric state of you know something here. She's been yeah. had the shit kicked out of her for so long that now she's just gone. Oh, bloody lovely this is. So I've got, to, I've got to say, uh, Mademoiselle said everyone starts to experience different levels of stuff. Uh, so the ghoul that um, Lucy saw. Um, we can either take that as being her PTSD, her guilt, or we can take it as part of her martyrdom that's given her this these visions of this sort of afterlife sort of thing. Uh, she said the other woman, Sarah, saw cockroaches on her skin constantly, and that's why she was kind of yeah. rub, trying to rub them off. Um, and then we don't, we never, we don't find out what uh, Anna, Anna, <laughs> Anna sees. Uh, but yeah. <clears throat> but they're like she's doing fantastic she's done such a great job um she's still alive for one thing that's fan- that's incredible and then you have a big party they have a buffet um mm. well, yeah. before that doesn't so before that mademoiselle mademoiselle she? like she basically tells her something yeah okay yeah so she, she put, you put they put in a salt bath and then she whispers something to mademoiselle's ear and then they have the party Party poppers, mini pizzas, yeah. all the standard stuff. <laughs> Disco crisps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of that shit. Um, there's a DJ who's banging on. It's like, not yet, mate. We just need to hear what Mademoiselle's going to say. <laughs> um, and then, so there's a guy who goes to Mademoiselle. She's like taking off her eyelashes and stuff, and she's getting dressing down. And then he's like, is there anything? Did she? What did she tell you? Is there an afterlife? And she's like, what she said left no room for doubt. Um, and then she says, keep doubting, and then shoots herself in the head. 
and he killed himself. So whatever Anna has said, it's either it's it's it kind of re- it's a difficult because it, it's so it leaves so much sort of room for interpretation because what has she described something so beautiful <clears throat> and amazing that she's like I can't I need to die now? Has she re- removed some so, essential, so Yeah, removed some essential mystery. Uh, I so think that, it's um. Go on. You remember that uh, the video for Just by Radiohead when there's a guy lying on the floor and they oh, go like, yeah. "What are you lying on the bloody floor for?" And eventually he whispers into one of the area, tells them what he's like, lying, why yeah. he's lying on the floor, and then they all lie down as well. It's something like that, I reckon. Which is uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, essentially, you know, it's open to interpretation. So it's either something so amazing that you're like, well, you know, life beyond death is you know, free of everything, free of pain, full of free of suffering. And she's seen Ooh. it. And she's get there. has um, thingy been like, yeah, there's nothing. And she's like, keep doubting because all yeah. this, all this horrific stuff we've done over the years has been, has amounted to nothing. I yeah. Can't, I can't live. You think you could say that before the end. Couldn't you just go, all oh, this has been a waste of fucking time to save some, because otherwise they're going to keep on doing it. Yeah, that's true. Um, or maybe they'd be like, Whatever, whatever way to interpret it is, all the all the options, all the answers point to us stopping doing this, because, yeah, <clears throat> I don't know if there's an answer that she could have gave to the Mademoiselle that would make people, um, yeah, want to continue doing it. But I mean, that's um, one of the reasons why I quite enjoy this film because I feel like it's it just gives you enough to sort of ponder on and it sort of tells a complete story but there's still there's still quite a lot of mystery there and uh, I enjoy that but uh, man um, we've got some trivia for you oh very nice thank you you ready I'm ready okay cool so number one Pascal Lausier has stated he was inspired by 2005's Hostel but instead of making a movie about suffering he said he wanted to make a movie about what? Um, instead of making a movie about suffering, he wanted to make a movie about um, fun. <laughs> he wanted to make a movie about good feelings. So he said instead of making a movie about suffering, he wanted to make a movie about pain. Number two. <laughs> Number two, uh, what was one of the biggest difficulties working with the actresses? Um, they both had terrible flatulence. Uh, no, <laughs> was it something to do with one of them didn't speak the same language? Didn't speak the same language? Uh, no, it was it was very difficult to keep the actresses crying all the time. Ah, uh, yeah. I what? think... The, uh, yeah, that would be difficult. You run out of tears after a while. Dehydrated. It's dangerous stuff. Um, number three. In 2015, there was a US remake. Martyrs, oh, yeah. Uh, Martyrs. And can you tell me what the Rotten Tomatoes critic score is for the remake? 12%. That's close. That's close. It's 9%. Jesus. Hey, it's not good. Thank God. Hey. What's this happened? Uh, number four even though the movie is supposed to take place in France a francophone which I guess is someone who can tell French accents really well can tell that most of the actors are what? pricks <laughs> most of the actors are what? Uh, Canadian French Canadian yeah Quebecers it says here passing as French oh. people oh yeah yeah Quebecers um, Quebecers number five who is the most ashamed of the Martyrs remake? Jesus. You? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, maybe the director? So the American remake was by Blumhouse Productions. Um, but oh, shit. Blumhouse Productions usually promote their own movies on their official website. But this is the one movie that they finance and produce that they, they don't put a, like a trailer, no stills, no press kits on their website at all. They distance themselves from it completely, which is uh, they really, really dropped the ball, didn't they? Yeah, unlucky. Um, 
Well done. That's five out of five. Uh, so yeah, um, you need to rate the film, man. And I could tell where you're leaning. I think it's going to be a high ten. It's going to be a high ten. See, I was kind of into it. I kind of thought, you know, but I think by the time this this final act comes into it, as, as brutal and as as distressing as it is, it kind of felt a bit pointless to me. I didn't quite believe what this society were trying to do or understand what they're trying to do. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I understand what they're explaining that they're trying to do, but I don't understand the point. And I kind of felt like it needed. I mean, as I said, I said this film is a hopeless film. It's very cold. It's heartless. And I think no, none more so than in this final third where it does just kind of go, well, this is hopeless. This character, who's essentially our, our protagonist at this stage, is just going to be tortured to, to, essentially to death. And there's no real way for her to get out of it. And, oh, that's all right, though, because she's um, in a euphoric, transcendent state at the end. Uh, perhaps we needed to see something like a dream sequence or something that she was seeing, you know, a vision of something. Or maybe we needed to understand what she was seeing more so. And I think that would have had more of an impact. Unfortunately, because of that, it had no impact for me. And I felt a little bit, a little bit shortchanged come the end. And a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth, and it wasn't butterscotch angel delight. <laughs> Anus um, it was like. it was shit flavored angel <laughs> delight, um, yeah. which isn't quite as nice. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to go pretty low on this, even though I know it's a bit of a cult classic, and a lot of people are in, are big on it. Um, I'll go for a C minus. <sighs> That's cold. Oh. That's cold, man. That's cold. That's heartless. That's no better than the guys torturing them. um okay so uh i do get what your what your what your your grievances are uh but i i don't feel like it's uh about like it's not really about like it's not really a logical film um i kind of feel like it's more about the metaphor of it all um and i feel like it's really well made it kind of comes in with a point that it's that you're never going to find a film that's as violent and brutal not in just the gore and stuff, but in the, the the way it treats its characters and um and I feel like it's got a I I, I like the ending. I think the ending's cool because yeah, you, it's it, I don't know. It just raises certain questions and it leaves a like a nice taste in my mouth. So man, um I don't know, man. This is where this is one of the, like very rare ones where we kind of disagree. I'm gonna go with a minus. I think it's really well made, really great film. Did you say a minus? A minus, yeah, a big minus. Wait, a? Did you say a minus? A minus, yeah. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's got to be the, that's got to be like the biggest different golf indifference of of rating yeah. we've ever given a film on this podcast, right? I don't I think, think so. yeah. we've ever been. Yeah, Jesus Christ, man. Maybe you just love. Maybe I'm just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's some wrong with me. Maybe you love seeing women tortured. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. Just left a bit of a bad taste in the mouth. Come, come the come the ending but i can understand yeah well why why you'd enjoy it because i think as i said i think the first act the second act both are pretty good it was just the third act for me just undid everything that i enjoyed about it you know uh, i think it, it elevated it for me so there must be some sort of disc there's some uh dissonance there between us but um that's fine i was gonna say we did <laughs> touch on the fact that this is part of the new french extremism move film movement yeah. Um, so high tension was part of that. Uh, Frontier. Yeah. I've not seen Frontier. Inside. Um, there's a lot of these films that sort of the whole point of them is to be extreme horror. I loved High Tension as well. Like yeah. that really, really did do it for me. Even though that's got a twist and it was essentially a bit um, controversial. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'd like to watch more of these films. I feel like they're uh, like you can't like. Just casually watch these films, <laughs> like they're, they're yeah. they sort of shake you, draw you in. But um, yeah, man. So I guess next next time, uh, what we do next? Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, invasion of the Booty Snatchers. <laughs> booty Sniffers. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, if you got anything else you want to let people know? No, I don't think so. Maybe I'll maybe I do. Maybe I'll save it to next week. Okay. I was just going to ask uh, people in the Facebook group because this is the biggest divide. I'd be interested to what other people's like ratings are. Maybe I'm going in too high. <laughs> Maybe you're going in too high. Maybe I'm going in too low. Maybe we need to find a happy medium. But where's where's the fun in that? Yeah. 
Okay, so uh, this show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com. Become a patron of it, patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. There's a nice handy podcast link that the Ben's made called podlink.com forward slash horror hangout, I think. Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, I'll share it on the group. So I think it's pod.link slash horror hangout. So that leads you basically to every every single platform that we're on so you can choose your favorite rather than me sharing you know up team links every time we share a uh, yeah yeah cool uh thanks to cover cameron for our theme music thanks to Acast for hosting the show um thanks to the listeners that enjoyed the show please consider giving us a rating review in itunes remember to hit subscribe and thanks to Makawa it's been for being a writer or a dude thank you very much luke it's been a pleasure as always good man all right bye bye are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.